0: Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1, and it reads as follows. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear to wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hid treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the path of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, Discretion shall preserve thee and understanding shall keep thee. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your word, the Bible, that we have it to learn from, that we have it to guide our lives, that your wisdom is made known to us, that your knowledge is made known to us. Be with us this Sunday as we hear your words and we get ready to learn your words. And be with me as I try my best to teach your words. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, believe it or not, and it was in the news a lot the past week. We hit the one-year pandemic anniversary, so to speak. Although we do know the pandemic went on even before uh, March. But I think March 2020 was when it became real to all of us, right? And I was checking the records. It's almost one year. Almost one year. It'll be one year next week, right? it be one year ago that I stood up here and I said something I think that I would have never thought I would ever say. Which was, one year ago, I came here and said, don't come to church, Right? That was you know ridiculous like who why would any speaker ever say something like that right that was a year ago because after decades of hearing people like melvin say hey even if you're sick you're not that sick that you can't make it right that was the one time we had to say hey guess what If, if you're sick actually it's not a good time to come to church right and it was weird right and for the past year it has been weird right it's been different And I think we've learned a lot and seen a lot of different things over the past year from March 2020 all the way now to March 2021. I certainly feel like I've learned a lot of stuff and I've realized a lot of stuff about myself, right? I had to learn a lot of stuff technology-wise, right, that I didn't know before. There's a lot of stuff remote working things and all that kind of stuff that I didn't have to deal with before and now I have to learn and get expertise at that. Staying home a whole year forced me to learn a lot of other skills and different things that maybe I wasn't so good at before. I cook a lot more now right before I you know don't cook very much now and I learned how to cook many different things right and you know learned a lot about my kids because I'm stuck with them 24 hours a day now. Can't can't go anywhere without them, without seeing them or being within their radius. And, you know, as I'm going through all these things, I learned that there's a lot of stuff that, like I said, that I have ways to grow, improvements to learn, things things to know, right? A lot of stuff I didn't know at the outset that I had to learn, right? And I'm sure you guys might have that same experience, right? It has been a learning experience, a changing experience over one year. You heard Willie talk about in the first half. You had to learn everything about the school board politics in just one year, right? So all of us have had different things like that. And it's kind of frustrating sometimes because we all want to be smart, right? We all think we want to know a lot of stuff. And it's kind of painful to realize that there's a lot of stuff that we did not know, right? Nowadays, Being smart, having knowledge, is considered to be a very prestigious thing. It's like a big deal. Kind of a change, even in our lifetime, right? We've seen this evolution where now the the most hailed person is not the best athlete or the most famous movie star ever. It's the smart guy, right? Oh, we sure wish we were like Bill Gates, right? Or Warren Buffett. Oh, he's so smart, right? He's the best investor, right? Or these tech moguls, they invented this thing. Elon Musk, he made all these electric whatever things, right? We love that guy. There are celebrities, they're the people we look up to. Knowledge is so, hailed as an important thing, right? It's not just oh you're a nerd and you you're you're smart no one cares right now people actually care. It's a big deal who is like the Jeopardy champion right we had all these things right where people watch watching oh you know this guy's so smart he's so great and people in our lives we know this too because of that we see a shift in the way people strive for academic knowledge book knowledge right look at all the, the evolution of how if you guys are parents and you have kids in high school, I see, I see it, how different it is compared to when you know people like me, when we were in high school, how much people cared a lot care a lot more about, oh, I need to get ready for college. I want to get to the best college. I want to prove to everyone I'm the smartest guy, right? I need to go to, you know, UC, I need to go to Stanford, Yale, Harvard, all these type of things, right? These guys are like the pinnacle of what we want, right? People worry about all the time. How many SAT prep courses can I take, right? How many AP classes can I take to boost my resume? You know, my kids are only in elementary school. Some of the parents I know are already talking to like, oh, how can I get into good high school so that my kids can eventually get into good co- I said, that is like a decade away. <laughs> I'm not thinking about that. But they are. Why? Because I want to make sure my kids get the best education, right? I want to make sure they can learn and get the STEM knowledge, the whatever knowledge that they need to be successful in life. And what's more, in life, we notice that people have, in general, gotten more knowledge, right? Knowledge has been thrust ahead because of technology. We're getting more and more and more knowledge every day, easier to access. Because we have stuff like this, right? Where we can like, oh, if we have a question, we can find the answer in a couple of seconds, right? Before, we are talking about these Jeopardy! champions, right? Before, I was like, wow, they know all the answers. Well, today I can get all the same answers as a Jeopardy! guy. It just takes me a few longer than they do because I have to Google it up, right? So I Google answer and I will also know every single answer to all the Jeopardy! questions, right? So more and more people are learning more and more things. We were talking in the beginning like all the stuff I had to learn during the pandemic. Where do I learn a lot of them? Well, I just type in the computer. I did not know how to fix my toilet. Oh, I watched some video online and now I am knowledgeable. I can now fix my toilet. Right, I don't know how to cook this food item. I watched the video, now I'm an expert chef, I can cook that item. You know, we see the pace is increasing, just kind of like we would observe that. You know, because we're in general more educated than our parents' generation, right? We'd say, Oh, we know more than our parents, right? I can't imagine how much more our kids are going to know more than us. There's already stuff like uh, computer stuff. they already know more than me right my own kids like we were talking about the the salvation videos that melvin and i and other people put together some of those like Advanced editing is actually not that advanced. Some of it, my kids are already doing on their own, goofing around on their iPad, making a video and editing it and doing all these things, you know? When I show Melvin the video, he's like, wow, this is like advanced editing, like fancy stuff. I'm like, no, my kids are doing this. They probably do it better than me, right? So knowledge is expanding. So the idea is that we think, oh, we're gonna get smarter. We're gonna do it better. We're gonna know everything. But guess what? We don't know everything. And that's what we learned during this pandemic. Like I said, I learned that there's a lot of stuff I did not know. And we see it a lot in the, in the, you know, from just talking to other people. Let's talk specifically about this pandemic, of all the things that people did not know or people thought they knew and said they knew, right? Think back to March 2020, what people were saying about it and what they thought was the answer or the right thing or the wrong thing or whatever. Back in April 2020, April 2020, I had a person tell me, a person tell me when I was talking about, oh yeah, the, you know, the pandemic's bad. I'm, I'm staying home for a while just to see what happens, right? I'll play it safe for now. And I had someone tell me, Norman, that is the height of ignorance. He told me this. This is the height of ignorance. How can you buy into this hoax? He told me it's all, all a hoax. This is a pandemic. No one is dying of this thing, right? And I told him, you know what? I hope you're right. I really hope you're right and that I'm wrong and it's all a hoax and no one will die, right? And we'll go back to normal. And guess what? That guy was 100% wrong because now we know that what happened over 500,000 people in the United States alone have already died, right? So he thought he was really smart and he was lecturing me and telling me I'm an idiot. He didn't know any better than me, right? On the flip side, there are some catastrophe people, right? Saying, oh, millions will die all everywhere, right? And that you know, be the, the, the most terrible, terrible, horrible, horrible things. Well, those guys were kind of wrong too, right? It didn't get into millions and millions. Hundreds of thousands are still very bad, obviously, right? <clears throat> but people did not know. People did not know. Look at the response we got from all our governments and whatever. They were making it up all along, right? They didn't know, right? You had the smartest scientists. What did they say? Oh, you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, now you do need to wear a mask. Now you need to wear two masks, right? It, you know, we're trying to figure it out as we go along. It changes, it's different. What we learn is people don't have knowledge, right? They think they're smart. You have people like all these, like governors. Oh, some of these governors said that I figured it out. The pandemic's over, we're gonna open up our state and then let people run around. What happened? Oh, now there's a lot of virus in our state. Oops, I was wrong, right? Even our own governor, people said at the start, oh, this guy is so smart, right? He did the right moves. Fast forward one year later, People are trying to recall him, saying, you did all the wrong moves. So people think they're smart. We don't know. We don't know. You know who does know? God knows. The problem maybe we have, the problem we have of not knowing stuff is maybe we aren't following God. Because guess what? God knows better than we do. God has all the answers. So if we're saying our goal in life now is to be smarter, more knowledgeable, and all that kind of stuff, then we have to be smarter and more knowledgeable about God. We don't know everything. God does. In John 3.20, it says this, For if our heart condemneth God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. God knows all things. He knows the beginning to the end, right? He knows everything in the past, everything in the future. He knows everything in my mind and your mind. There's not one fact that he doesn't know, right? He knows all the mathematical equations. He knows all the history of every country. He knows all the science. He created science after all. You want knowledge? You need God, the God that knows everything. No one is smarter than God. No one can beat God in the trivia challenge. No one can beat God in figuring out the answers to X, Y, and Z. You can't Google better than God, right? There's no encyclopedia better than God. It is God. And what does God say when he wants us to be smart? He focuses on one thing. One thing. And that's what we read about in these verses here in Proverbs. And that is this word. Wisdom. Wisdom. You want to be smart? You need wisdom according to God, right? Not book knowledge. It's not about I have a PhD. It's not about I have two PhDs and a master's and a this and a that. It's not about I'm the Jeopardy champion. I've memorized all these 50 million facts. I know the state capitals, the world capitals, the name of every president and vice president. No. It's do we have wisdom. Proverbs 8:11 says this, for wisdom is better than rubies. Wisdom ought to be our treasure. We read in chapter 2, right? We're supposed to seek for it as we seek for silver and search for it as we search for hidden treasures. We need wisdom. Wisdom. Now, what does wisdom mean? We have some idea of what wisdom means if we know our basic vocabulary. But this is something interesting. If you look at the Hebrew, the Hebrew translation of wisdom says this. It means skill in living skill and living i like that definition right if you're wise you have skill and living because being smart is not just about knowing the facts knowing the facts is meaningless if you're not using them for something good right and what i do as an attorney you know i see a lot of attorneys that are harvard law graduates and yale graduates and they might know a lot of stuff they might know more stuff than me but some of them are bad lawyers they're just bad even though i went to harvard or whatever because they don't have that skill to put that knowledge to use, right? That's the key, right? You need that skill in living to put this knowledge to good use. <coughs> it doesn't matter if you know all these, uh, all these random uh, equations or stuff and you memorize it, can you use this math to solve, uh, you know, to be like an engineer and build something and make sure it has the right uh, weight requirements or whatever, right? That's the way most of the world works. The person that does it best is the one that actually uses that knowledge for some good. So God wants us to learn how to do that, to have that kind of skill. That kind of skill. And if we want to get that skill, we have to look first to God. People are always looking the wrong places for this. They think, if I only go to a better school, I will have more knowledge. Not naturally true, right? not that's true. Like I said, like you could be like Harvard Law graduate. That's are true. It doesn't mean that you're the best guy or the number one guy, right? It's not about going to the right school or people buy all these like books. Oh, I can get it in the self-help book. Maybe that's the answer. Or now you go online. I'm going to take a master class or watch a TED Talk or whatever. That's how you get the info. No, 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 no. That's the wrong place to look for it. What does the Bible say where we look for it? We look for it from god and it starts with what it starts with the fear of god the fear of god we read in verse five of chapter two here then shalt thou understand the fear of the lord and what and find the knowledge of god we want to have that knowledge that god has right we want to have that same ability to know all the things that god knows how do we do it we need to have the fear of the Lord and that's how we find the knowledge and the famous Proverbs 1 7 verse says this the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction folks the number one thing I would say to evaluate is a person smart or is a person dumb is do you fear God do you fear God the person who fears God is smart the person who doesn't fear God is dumb. It's as simple as that. If you fear God, what will you do? You're going to fear his punishment. You're going to fear the lake of fire. You're going to fear hell. So what's that smart decision you'll make knowing that? You're going to say, I'm going to get saved. I'm going to believe in Jesus Christ to take away my sins. That's the smartest decision you could ever make. What's the dumbest decision you can make? The dumbest one is to say, I'm not scared of you, God. I'm not scared of hell. I'm not scared of the lake of fire. I don't need to believe in you. I don't need to believe in Jesus. What's the result of that? Everlasting damnation and eternity in hell. Can you get any more dumb than that? If you had to pick one, everlasting happiness in heaven, forever and ever, everlasting damnation in hell, forever and ever. (coughs) It's obvious which is a smart choice. The smart choice is to fear God. A smart person would fear God, a smart person would believe in God. And when you fear God and you believe in God, you will follow God, right? The idea is that your fear leads to a better understanding of how we need to listen. It's like a parent and a child, right? When a parent makes it clear to your kid, like, hey, you know, you do something wrong, I'll punish you, right? That's what I do with my kids, right? They know. If they don't follow what I say, they might get yelled at. They get punished. They get this and that. Bad consequences. So what do they learn? They learn, well, I better listen to you, right? Same thing with God. If we fear God, we're going to realize this. God, we need to listen to you, not just on salvation, but on everything. We need to take all your words and make them part of our lives to follow, to make it part of who we are. A healthy fear of God leads to us following God more the more we fear God the more and more we want to do what's right by God because we're smart enough to realize we don't want that punishment we don't want God angry at us we want to love God instead just like a kid would love their parents I'm gonna love my parent I'm gonna follow them oh I'm gonna love my God and follow what my God says and do what's right so we get the answers from God himself from God's Word from God's Word the Bible we need the Bible to guide us in our lives. What's the smarter thing you can do? Invest time in looking in the Bible to know more and more about what He has to guide our lives so we know better how to obey. Folks, it's really simple. If you don't know the Bible, then how can you say, I know how to follow God's Word? It's really hard, isn't it? You're just making stuff up. The more we put ourselves in the Word, the more we put ourselves in fellowship with other Christians, The more we put ourselves in Bible study, the more we put ourselves in prayer and fellowship with God, the more we see his will for us, the more we understand God's wisdom for us. We get the answers. We get enough to handle any situation, right? You can look at the obvious stuff, right? You can look at the Ten Commandments and say, Oh, thou shalt not steal. I guess I should not steal, right? That's the easy one, right? But a lot of people will say this. Well, yeah, those are easy, but there's so much stuff that's not in the Bible, right? There's stuff that's not written in the Bible. How do we handle that? How can you say God has answers and God has a knowledge for stuff in the 21st century where things are so different from when the Bible is written? Well, God gives us all the tools we need in the Bible to handle even twenty-first century life. Proverbs twenty, Proverbs two ten eleven, uh, says this: When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, right? When we have wisdom and knowledge in our soul, discretion, discretion shall preserve thee, and understanding shall keep thee. The way God handles all this and gives us all the answers is not spelling out every single little tiny detail in the Bible, but by giving, uh, instead, giving us discernment. Discernment. This is the big principle here we're talking about, right? Discernment, in the general sense, means to be able to distinguish and separate stuff, right? But for Christians, it's something more specific. It's basically to decide, be able to decide what's the truth and what's error. Right? We we're able to figure that out, right? To be able to think based on our biblical knowledge, to figure out all the things in life, all the questions as they pop up, right? Most famously, you, we heard about King Solomon, right? Solomon is famous for being wise. Now, he wasn't wise because he had a book that gave him all the answers on a sheet of paper. What did he pray for in 1 Kings 3.9? He says, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. He prayed for discernment, the ability to figure it out. He was able to figure it out according to God's way. And likewise, that's what we ought to do to answer all of life's questions. give you a simple example. A simple example, a person might say, what does the Bible say about something about like marijuana and drugs, right? Bible doesn't say anything about it. So the Bible doesn't say anything about it. Can't we smoke all the marijuana we want and shoot up on drugs all we want? Doesn't say no, right? Well, this is where discernment comes in. We figure this out. We know the Bible says certain things about other stuff. The Bible says you shouldn't get drunk, right? Now let me ask you, is getting high on marijuana similar to getting drunk? Say yes, right? So we use our discernment, our biblical knowledge, to kind of figure that out right? Do we, we just think about it? Oh, we know that our body is a temple, right? Do we want to pollute our temple with things like drugs and marijuana? Does that make sense? Do we think God wants that? We use our knowledge, our discernment to figure it out and say, oh, no, we don't want that, right? And that's how we get to the answer. The problem in our society today is that rather than filling our bodies and our heads with Bible knowledge and godly knowledge, we fill it with worldly knowledge and worldly things and worldly culture, right? Using that same example, if you ask the average unsaved person about marijuana, what do they say today? They say what? We should legalize it, right? Why? Because what are they being fed in their culture? You watch TV, you watch movies, what do you see? Oh, marijuana, oh, they, they act a little crazy or whatever, but it's all in good fun, right? That's what's being fed into their heads all the time. So the more and more they internalize that, why wouldn't they say, oh, Let's vote to legalize marijuana. All I know about it is that it seems not that bad, right? Even though, any scientists would tell you, the more marijuana you smoke, the more damaging it is to your brain, right? That's just scientific fact, right? But people don't focus on that, right? Don't focus on it. There's no movie about the guy who smoked marijuana and then his life was ruined and now he's a, you know, a homeless on the street living in poverty, right? There's no movie like that, right? There's nothing like that. And the problem is, there's no movie that says, oh, here's the guy that follows God's word, and he listened to God's word, and he lived his life according to God's word, and look how happy he is, and look how successful he is, and all that kind of stuff. You're not going to get it anywhere else, folks. You're going to get it here in church. You're going to get it from yourself when you read the Bible. You're going to get it from your Christian friends. That's the only way you're going to get this knowledge. But we have to internalize it to make it part of our lives, so that when we're faced with these decisions, we can discern to make those smart choices. Because the more we know God, the more wisdom we have to make the right choices. And that's for everything, everything, right? No matter what it be, like what job should I take? What school should I go to? Even the pandemic, right? I would say this, if people in charge of making these decisions, if they were all Christians, and they were following God's word, I bet you would have had a better result. Why? Because they would have looked at the Bible and they would have think, well, how does my policy align with the Bible, right? And they would know stuff like this. They would know stuff like, oh, you need to love thy neighbor, right? Love thy neighbor. How can I care for my neighbor? How can I keep my neighbor safe and healthy, protected from this virus? How can I make policies that do that? Instead, what do we have? We have policies based on how can I get reelected? How can I look good to the public, right? And you know, make myself look smart, right? And in, say all these things, whatever it is, right? That's why you get people going up there and saying this that, and the other thing because their focus isn't just, oh, brother, I love you. I wanna care for you, right? That's not their focus. That's not what they are ingrained in their mind, their worldview, their thinking. That's gotta be our thinking. That's how we make the smart choices, the right choices. What is the right job I take? Well, you think about it. Which job is the one that God wants you to take? What school should I go to? I got accepted in all these colleges. Which one? You think about it in the godly sense, the biblical sense. Which is the one that's best for my Christian walk? Which is the one that encourages me, that helps me in my life? All these things can be solved in God's word, even though he may not say it. There's no word in the Bible that says, oh, this is how you make the COVID vaccine. This is the recipe. It's not in there, but God will show us a way, right? God will show us a way and tell us to do the right thing. So if it's things like, oh, you hear people now, should I take the vaccine or not, right? Is it right? Many Christians even saying this. Folks, let the Bible be your guide, right? Let the Bible be your guide. Do you love your neighbor? Do you care about not getting other people sick? Will that give you your answer on should you take the vaccine? I think the answer is obvious, right? If you love your neighbor, if you care about people, you should, right? That's simple answers, right? People try to make it too complicated when they follow their own things. I saw online the vaccine can do X, Y, and Z and mess you up or whatever. That's not not following biblical principles. That's following whatever it said some guy online, right? Our discernment should be based on biblical principles first and foremost. All right, wrapping this up as we're running low on time here. We have this quote. Every man naturally desires desires knowledge, but what good is knowledge without the fear of God? And that's what we said right at the outset, right? We can know all the facts of man, but it's useless if we don't have skill in living, right? The Bible teaches wisdom. The most important thing is to have wisdom, skill in living, applying that knowledge, applying that knowledge to live a better life. All right, let's pray. Dear God, uh, we see in Proverbs here, you've taught us that you want us to be wise. You know, everyone cares about being smart, right? But do we care about being wise? And if we are wise, uh, what we need to do is to follow you, to fear you, to have you as our guide in everything. Lord, help us with that. Help us be humble to you to know that you know better than us. You know more about everything in us. You know about the pandemic. You know about everything. Let's trust you, God, to guide us through everything and be with us as we continue to learn more and more about you and your word. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so stay tuned for some announcements from Nathan right now.